you know, the person test for me is I go up to someone and tell them, oh my gosh, I would so get chicken wings right now. And if they go, yes, I would so get chicken wings with you. I take that as a positive and people were just loving the chicken wing train. And that's how we went after chicken wings. Starting or growing your business is hard work. But now you are listening to the Better Business Podcast with me, Steve Cook, and I'm going to try and make it a little easier on you. We on this podcast help you grow a better business with real advice from professionals. And today is no different. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Better Business Podcast. I'm your host today, Steve Cook, and my guest is a man by the name of Will Gerstein. He has always been something of an entrepreneur, starting small businesses at a very young age. At 18, he ventured out by himself to found Bucket Wings, which is a small chicken wing joint that has grown over the past 16 months into a full-fledged restaurant which is nationally recognized social media brand with over 50,000 followers. Currently, Will holds recognition for outstanding entrepreneurship and community involvement from the U.S. House of Representatives and is working towards franchising his restaurant across the U.S. Will, before you say anything, tell these people after reading that bio how old you are. I'm 19 years old right now, and I started my business when I was 18. <laughs> Freaking Will is 19 years old, so if you feel crappy about yourself and you're listening to this thinking that you haven't done anything with your life yet, now you feel even crappier because a 19-year-old is lapping all of us in business. And uh, Will, um, learning about you through uh, you know some preparation in, in this and uh, reading your bio, really, uh, uh, I have a ton of respect for you, and that's what I want to talk to you about today is how can young people get into business um, confidently? And I hope that, you know, we'll get a little bit of that um, through some of the answers that you give. Why, why are you, do you have this entrepreneurial spirit? What did your parents do to, to get you into business? You know, I was very lucky um, growing up. It's all about, I feel about how, you know, kind of what you're seeing when you're a really young kid. I was, grown into the entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, my father has owned some businesses, uh, started them from scratch. My mother uh, owns like a tutoring business. She's a teacher. So, you know, business has always been around me. And, you know, from a very young age, all I remember being at dinner tables is my dad talking about the latest new business or the new invention he wants to make. And me and my brothers chiming in about, oh, you know, you should add this or you should add that, or we could totally do this together. Um, so having that just around me 24 seven as a kid, um, you know, maybe kind of look up to my dad, look up to my older brothers and want to be just like them. So I think, you know, being a kid and being surrounded by it at a young, young, young age and kind of instilling it in your brain is, is really important. Um, so when you grow up, you kind of keep it with you. And so like, honestly, did you ever, have you ever thought about doing something else? Like you're going to college. So, I mean, like, I mean, anything else? You know, I, I want to learn a lot in college, but I want to do business. I've known it since I was 11 years old. I remember telling my dad, I'm going to own a business. I'm going to run a business. Um, I love learning about other stuff, but I will not lie. I have a lot more fun in my business classes than I do in any history class. And you will not catch me taking a chemistry class anytime in my life. So 
business is definitely what I want to do. Okay. So let me ask you this. So I was raised carbon copy of what you're talking about. We never talked about anything but business. Uh, my parents has always have owned businesses from when I, you know, kind of can remember and older. Um, that was a hobby in my house to talk about, you know, same exact situation as you're talking about. I also went to college and completed college. I have no idea why, um, but, and you're doing the same thing. Do you think that that's something that your parents like kind of said, Hey, why don't you go ahead and go to college? Or do you feel weird not going to college when all your friends are? Or why, why, why pursue secondary education? I think that secondary education has a lot more benefits than I think people think. I think first off, the network that you create at college is very important. I've met you know, professors and business leaders in my college community that you know, I would never would have met if I was just somebody trying to start on my own. Um, at the same time, although sometimes I like to think I know everything, I don't know everything. And I can still people, learn more. There's still so sure. much opportunity to learn more. I mean, right now, for example, I'm taking an accounting class. Last year when I was running my business, I was trying to run our books by myself. Yeah. And I can tell you this summer, it's going to be a lot smoother after taking a course in college. Yeah. Um, and I get asked all the time, why are you in college? You know, pursue your business, drop out. Also having that degree just gives me a lot of a safe net. I feel like, you know, security in, in today's world, people really love the idea of the, the college certificate. Um, and I see the importance of that and the importance of, of going to college. So let's talk about um, some of the businesses you've done. Um, just give a quick, maybe one minute background before we get to the chicken. Um, let's talk about all the random crap that you've done uh, kind of growing up. So much random crap. So <laughs> I have um, my first little business was me and my older brother uh, when I was 11 and he was probably 15. And we live on this lake and people would go about 30 minutes onto the lake and they would sit there, they would bring snacks and drinks. But I remember always as a kid screaming to my dad, I want ice cream. And my dad would go, we're not turning the boat around to go get ice cream. And I know so many little kids felt, excuse me, the same way as me. So we created an on the water delivery system. We had dry ice and a styrofoam cooler. We went to Costco and bought drumsticks and Klondike bars and pre-scooped ice cream. Everything was pre-packaged and we would canoe out to the lake and we, and we went from a canoe, canoe to a mini bit. We went from a canoe to a mini boat to a jet ski. So it ended at a jet ski. <laughs> but you got to imagine these little kids. And we had a sign that said ice cream. And we had a little menu on the back. And we were cash only. And we just marked the hell out of prepackaged ice cream. And we <laughs> did that for a long time. Um, and there's hilarious stories about, you know, we created our brand. And it was like bucket ice cream was the name of it. So we did that. Um, so that was kind of my first venture. Um, and then my next little business I did was called Single Stop Marketing, um, which was an online marketing firm that didn't really go very far. Um, but the whole kind of concept is this is where I really created a passion for um, social media, which comes later. Uh, and I was just trying to go to, you know, probably older doctors, older lawyers, people who don't understand Google ads or social media and just teach them and do it for them. And it's not very hard and hopefully make some good money. So um, I'm also, we did graphic design. I had a little team of people that helped me with graphic design and it was really fun. We created a lot of cool connections, um, but it was definitely not something um, that I saw being humongous or something I wanted to do. But so those were two of my pretty big 
business judge. And I was about 16 when I did that one. Um, so thir- uh, like 11 and 16 were the two kind of years before Bucket Wings that I started. So getting into Bucket Wings, um, set the scene here. It's your senior year of high school. Um, COVID hits. You're like every other senior that year. Probably uh, a lot of you were um, mad or disappointed or whatever, missing out on some things. You, on the other hand, take this opportunity to open a new business, which probably would blow a lot of high schoolers' minds. And uh, talk about that a little bit. COVID was, you know, I, a blessing in disguise when it comes to time. What I sure. tell people is I would have not been able to start my business if I was in school. You know, calling government agencies to get my license, they're open 10 to 3 on a Tuesday. <laughs> and you got to be calling them and sitting on hold. And there's no chance to do any of that if you're in class. So And you're on hold gave, for like two hours. <laughs> literally, half literally. Half the time you're on hold. So it was crazy <laughs> that COVID gave me this time and this chance. And I was looking and I said, you know, I've got time. I was working at Subway. I hated it. I, I did not love working at Subway. Minimum wage was not for me. I said, um, you know, my dad's rule growing up was always have a job. So I said, now I'm not going to do that. I'm going to start my own wing restaurant. And, you know, COVID gave me the time and the opportunity to be working nine to five on Excel spreadsheets and, you know, sourcing chicken and calling people and getting advice. So um, COVID really did give me the opportunity to, to try it. It didn't give me the opportunity to succeed. It gave me the opportunity to try it, which was really important. Um, so I definitely could have not done and been where I am today if COVID had not kicked me out of school. Why, why chicken wings? Why did you, why did you do this? Why chicken wings? Okay. So. Cause that's um, the only thing a high school slash college kid can make, huh? I'm not a cook. <laughs> so many people come up to me and they hand me a raw pound of chicken wings and they say, make me something good, Wing King. I mean, that's like my nickname. They go, make me something good, Wing King. And I go, I go, I can't. And they go, they go, what do you mean you can't? And I go, I know how to cook a bucket wing, which is we take our chicken we have our seasoning. We stick them in our air fryers that I had a group of people help me program. And anybody can make a bucket wing if you learn the secret the secret recipe. I'm not a cook. And chicken wings are easy. They were my favorite food. And most importantly, there was a market for it. So we opened the first bucket wings on a small little lake in Wisconsin. And, you know, there was a pizza parlor. There was a burger shop. There was a diner. There was a fine, like, restaurant. And that was it we needed lake food. And I thought chicken wings were going to be lake food. And I do, you know, the person test, you know, we're about to start a new one here. And I can tell you that, that, you know, the person test for me is I go up to someone and tell them, oh my gosh, I would so get chicken wings right now. And if they go, yes, I would so get chicken wings with you. I take that as a positive. And people were just loving the chicken wing train. And that's how we went after chicken wings. So you decided to do that. I can only imagine, I mean, me, I would have done like all the research and like been sold on it in my mind and then talk to my parents about it. What it, did you, did you do the something similar or how did you, how did you go about that? So the, the cause you're are, like, you're, you're at home at this point, right? I'm at home. I'm totally yeah. at home. We were, I specifically remember we were in the car and I'd had this idea and we were driving and I was like, Hey mom, dad, like I'm, <laughs> I'm going to start like a chicken wing joint. And my dad goes, hell yeah, like, let's go. My dad was like, chicken wings, like, let's do it. My mom, super supportive, but she was, for a second, she was like, 
like, what are you talking about? She's like, it's like chicken wings, like a restaurant. Like you have no idea. She goes, first off, she goes, you don't know how to cook a chicken wing. She goes, I cook you dinner every night. She's like, you don't know how to cook. She goes, where like, you've got some money, but like, yeah, you got to figure this out. Where are you going to find employees? You don't have a space. You don't got nothing. Like my mom was like out of left field. You just can't make these claims that you're going to start a chicken wing joint. And that for me was, they gave me the AOK to start looking. Of course, they wanted me to have something to do. Um, and we started looking at it and yeah, that was kind of the start of it. Parents were on board. They said, if I did my research, I used my own money. They were fine with it. So let's talk about this. Most kids at your age, they might have this entrepreneurial spirit and, and really even kids that are older than you, um, people coming out of college or 24 to 30 year olds that hate their job right now. And they've always wanted to start their own business. One of the primary reasons of not to is because I don't have the money to, um, or I can't afford to take off from work or whatever. Obviously the taking off from, um, paying the bills and all that stuff was a little bit, that load was somewhat lightened for you. I'm sure, um, living Definitely. at home and, um, you used your advantages obviously. Um, but talk about the not having money. How did you, how did you get around that? So this is, it's a great question. This is one of my favorite things to talk about. So I call it the select and kind of substitute. So what I did is I took a, went to Walgreens, got a huge piece of paper, and I listed everything I would need to start a chicken wing business. <laughs> so like the first thing you need is deep fryers, right? So I listed out deep fryers. I needed bowls. I needed sauces. I need chicken. So in the left-hand column, I put all of that down, and then I put the price tags. A deep fryer is 10 grand. <laughs> I right. don't have the money for a deep fryer. So that's why I called the select and substitute. So I look at these things and I say, this is what I need. What is the most cost-effective way to get around it? So here's, here's, the, here's a great example. A deep fryer is 10 grand. A air fryer from Kohl's is $242. I started my restaurant with a non-commercial, a residential $242 air fryer from Kohl's that saved me $9,500. Uh, I love this. And so let me ask you this though. Um, there doesn't stop there. You know, most restaurants take $50,000 to open or, or a hundred thousand dollars. What else, what else did you go through? I mean, I'm thinking of the location, the, you know, all of that type of stuff. So, How did you get around all this? So, so location, right? So I was actually probably number one, right? Location. Leases are thousands of dollars. You have to sign them for a year. So I said, what's a way to substitute a full-on restaurant? A catering commercial kitchen. Okay. So I got on my phone and I called every commercial kitchen in my area. And I said, look, you usually have caterers come in and book two-hour slots. I want to book a six-hour slot three days a week for the whole summer. And I would guarantee you revenue on these days. And probably half of them reached back to me. One of them was serious. And that's the location where Bucket Wings started. So again, the substitute property was I started my restaurant out of a commercial kitchen where I was literally paying $18 an hour. No money guaranteed. By the hour. Saving cash. No money down. Nothing. That's awesome. Okay, so... It, so you, you do that and, and so what, you just go to this commercial kitchen, walk me through a little bit farther along. Um, you decide that you're going to do it. You name it, um, all of that type of stuff. Walk me through the next steps. You just started cooking chicken wings and here we go or what? 
So it's, I call it the domino effect. It was one after another, right? So, and I think it's really important when starting a business, you kind of lay out your domino effect. So mine was, I found the kitchen. Next was, I got to make sure I get my business license before I take time to do everything else, right? Let me get my business license. So you made this legit. I mean, this wasn't, you know, some no, bunch of high school kids trying to get by. I mean, this was legit business. My father's one rule, he said, I can do this. His number one rule was everything will be done to the T on a legal side. He says that he had seen too many people get in trouble down the road that if you don't create a sound foundation, you will not succeed and something will crack. Yeah. So he helped me. My dad was a very big help in the beginning was, right? I applied LLC, business license, food vendors license. I have three different types of insurance, right? I have my safe food handling license. That was the first three weeks was just straight up dealing with the government, trying to yeah. make sure everything was covered. Um, employee insurance, food insurance, uh, customer insurance. There's a lot of stuff that goes in insurance-wise when it comes to food. And I learned no about kidding. all of it. Yeah. So like, that was the second part. Then it was, okay, we gotta make sure these chickens are good. I found a product that cooked well in an air fryer, um, found it from a, a food provider, they shipped to it to us. So, okay, now we've got our chicken. So I know how I'm gonna cook it. I know what I'm gonna cook. I'm legal. I got a business. I got a place. So the next thing was sauces, right? A big expense. You want good sauces. Sauces are expensive to make and they're hard to make. I want to go back to get, I'm not a cook. So what we did is I shipped in 158 sauces to my house and we made chicken wings and I brought over all my best friends. This is probably my best friend's favorite day ever. It's probably the tried, coolest party in the world. <laughs> we just tried thousands of chicken wings and we blind tasted them. And we narrowed it down to the best 13 sauces. So we had 20 different types of barbecue. So I was like, you know what? This is a very funny and you know, a story that I think says a lot. I went and grabbed a bunch of different barbecues from Walmart generic brand mm -hmm. to Sweet Baby Ray's all the way to shipping in stuff from down south and Papa Bob's little shop where he's charging me triple as much as the store stuff, but I'm, I'm getting the best sauces blind tasting, you know what barbecue sauce unanimously won best sauce, 100% votes. Tell me. Sweet Baby Ray's. Really? Really. It's I my wife's it favorite. Again. There you go. People love it. Huh. So, so, right, so we went with Sweet Baby Ray's and people give me crap all the time about how are you going to be a great restaurant and use a name brand barbecue sauce? Because it's what people like. Yeah. That's incredible. And so some of our sauces are really big names. I mean, like Frank's hot sauce has to be on the menu. Has to. People, I tried different hot sauces. Got to be Frank's. Now, don't get me wrong. We ship in a lot of uh, small stuff uh, from Buffalo, from California. We ship in tons of different stuff. So all these sauces are shipped in. So now I got my sauces. Now it's go time. It was go time from there. Like it was blindly. I went through, like through it all blindly. I, sometimes I don't know how I did it, but. We got to the point where we were ready to open. Um, at start, I had no employees. It was me and my best friend. He was my first employee. It was two air fryers, me and my best friend in a commercial kitchen. This is before I had touched social media. All I had done was put Google ads out and I bought a little poster in town. Um, and I don't want people to think I was like an overnight sensation that we, we started selling thousands of wings night one. We were slow the first couple of weeks. Okay. Um, so, so you're all delivery, right? I mean, 
So we started as fully takeout. Takeout. Okay. So it wasn't even delivery. Okay. Okay. Little side door on a commercial kitchen. You knocked on the door. We handed you your food. Get out of here. <laughs> okay. So how did you get the orders in? You set up a website or what? So this is another thing. And I know your whole thing's about how do you help people create businesses? Sure. In today's world, there is so much support. I use Square. Okay. Square runs my taxes, my website, my POS, my payroll, and all back-end ordering operations for $12 it's perfect. a month. It's perfect for a business like yours. Totally. Yeah. It's everything. So that's what our whole platform was built on. It took me a week, and we use the same everything to this day. Super cool. Okay. Awesome. That's super cool. So they start coming in. I mean, like what? You have like one order the first day or what? Um, so first day, my parents, you know, wanting to be really supportive, like reach out to everybody we know. First night, we are hopping. Second night, we're not hopping. So, <laughs> but you got, you got to remember, I, this is coming from a kid who was working at Subway. I was making seven twenty five an hour before taxes. So, I mean, I think the first couple of nights after paying my best friend, he was an employee. I love him. He was an employee. He wasn't work, touching the business. I The first couple of nights, I remember coming home, making like 18 bucks an hour. And I was like, after, after everything, I was like, that night I had profited $18 an hour. I remember walking into my parents with like chest up, feeling like a million dollars. I was like, I'm the man of the house. I am the man of the house now. I just made 1850 by myself, which is so funny because like with how big we are now, like I just laugh at myself thinking that that was like our peak, um, 1850 an hour. But so yeah, we really weren't that big in the beginning until social media. That was that was the turning point on the third week is when we opened social media. So what do you do? What do you do on social media that gets attention? Is it because you're young? Is it because you're a bunch of funny guys? Or why why do you think that um, your social media is different from a you know any any regular restaurant? We are very unique in the fact that we have I call it the three prong tactic on TikTok that I think okay. is applicable to any business. And it's create three different kinds of content because people will get bored, I feel like, if it's one. So the first layer of content was I'm an 18-year-old kid starting a business. Come follow me on this journey. Like, okay. like I would do – it was called Wednesday Night Tax Chats where I would literally go live on TikTok and just talk to people while I would do my taxes. I'd be cussing myself out because I had no idea what I was doing. So you're just kind of documenting to, behind the scenes basically. Totally. Learn how to start a business. The second one – was funny content about other restaurants. So our whole thing was the food wars, which was, okay, I have a thousand followers. IHOP has 6,000 followers. I'm going to create the bucket wings army and we're going to grow to be bigger than IHOP. So I would do a bunch of videos making fun of IHOP or saying their food was bad. Or like one of them, for example, was we took our huge bucket wings poster and we did like a mini protest outside of like an IHOP. So like funny stuff like that, like, and then people would follow me though. And, you know, people want a movement. They want to be part of They're something. cheering people, for the underdog. They're cheering for the underdog. They were cheering for the Bucket Wings Army. That's what it was called. And, and, we, and this was on what platform? Only on TikTok, right? TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. Yes, okay. sir. Okay. So we're going on TikTok. We're going on TikTok. We're going on TikTok. And then the third prong is just be funny, right? My restaurant. Um, Entertainment. When we, eventually, when we eventually got employees, they were in all the TikToks too, but at the beginning, right? Like our biggest one was, I like I said, I like to create teams and create movements. So our funny ones that to this day are still the two biggest videos that always go viral is the boneless wings versus normal wings and blue cheese versus ranch. Huh. And we created comedic stuff 
Um, like last year, one of my most viral videos was I got a group of my friends together and we did a band blue cheese March in Chapel Hill. So we had posters and we were running around Chapel Hill with band blue cheese signs, getting people to sign a petition. We got 2000 signatures to band blue cheese in the county where Chapel Hill is and like just documented it and it's comedy. So the comedy around food, the whole like bucket wings army and showing people kind of the background of the seriousness of creating a business and showing off the restaurant. Um, those three together was my kind of like recipe for TikTok to work. And luckily it did. Let me ask you this. Well, say, say somebody's listening to this and they're, they're a business owner or something like that. Um, and they're like, dang, this kid, you know, he, he blew up on TikTok and, and, um, they're frustrated because what you're saying sounds so simple. And do you think that somebody that is listening to this, that, you know, can't grow their social media platform? Do you think that maybe some of these ideas people don't implement because they don't have time? Or do you think that they don't do it because some of this stuff is embarrassing? Like it's hard to go out in public and, and do some of the stuff. What do you think? Both of those are very true. The, the time one, I'll touch on both. The time one, if you want social media to be successful, you got to commit. You gotta I, was posting, I was posting four times a day at peak bucket wings on TikTok. Do you think you can just hire someone? Like, would you be comfortable? I mean, you're trying to take over the world, man. Like, let's say, you know, two years from now, the will of that, you know, the scrappy high school will is not the same will that has, you know, 20 employees. What do you think that you'll always just make time for it because you think it's that important? Or do you think that you can hire it out and be just as effective? I'm actually in that problem right now. I have stopped posting on TikTok a lot because I am I don't want to say I'm dealing with bigger things, but right, I'm meeting with athletes to sign them to our brand. I'm meeting with people, investors, right? I don't have time to be on TikTok three hours a day, but my pride is I kind of blew up the TikTok. I ran it. I'm not ready to hand it off yet. And yeah. I'm in that kind of weird point. So about time, I think, you know, you got to commit to it early on. And if you, if you want to hire someone, totally do it. You just got to know they're going to bring passion on the embarrassment side. That is a very true statement. I have dealt with a lot. My friends and people make fun of my TikTok all the time. Yeah. To me, it's not the, like the stupid comments or whatever, like, and, and really like I've, I've done my fair share of like, you know, videos and stuff like that, that, you know, somebody will be like, that's not right. Or that's stupid or whatever, you know, but that doesn't even bother me. Cause I don't even know those people, you know, but it's the, it's the people that, you know, or, you know, your family or whatever, like, what are you doing? Oh, the TikTok stuff, you know, or whatever that, that seems like that's more prevalent to me. Is that the same for you or different? A hundred percent without a doubt. I, and just kind of taking it a step broader, like I don't care what any random person says about my business or my TikTok or me, right? I get hate comments all the time. What is this kid doing? This is so cringy. This is like bad content. I like to clap back on TikTok. That's like part of us. Like we clap yeah. back all the time. What hurts me is when somebody makes fun, someone I know makes fun of the business or says, oh my gosh, that's so weird. You're doing that or like, why are you like missing this to go film a TikTok or like your business like is not all that. Like, I don't care if someone says my business is not all that. I don't care if it's a random person on the internet. If it's my best friend, that's really what hurts a right. lot. People close to me um, dishing out 
kind of the hatred, I guess you'd kind of say. Hey, I can assure you, man, looking, you know, I'm only a little over 10 years ahead of you, but I can assure you that when those people's resumes come across your desk, uh, that they want to work for you. I promise it'll be a sweet, (laughs) sweet redemption. I've already, I've already experienced that a couple of times. Exactly. Um, It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. That's awesome. Well, man, so let's fast forward even farther. So you get it up and running, you, you get your website, things are, you know, they get stable a bit. Um, tell me where you're at now. It's been a ride. It's been awesome. So right now we're not um, freaking done. You act like it's over. Like, what are you doing? It's not not, not over yet. So, um, the bucket wings in Wisconsin, we've got great partnerships (laughs) with like bars and stuff where we kind of like our, you know, our wings are reaching more people than ever. This summer we had 13 employees on payroll working at the restaurant. Still Um, out of the same kitchen, right? Same as that kitchen. The only okay. thing is, you know, we now have outdoor seating because we created partnerships with other businesses right near us. Oh, um, genius. But the whole kind of thing is, again, don't, I don't pay for any of it, right? I, I, they, the, they, the bar benefits from wings, so I'm just kind of using it for free. Um, and so we have outdoor seating. We do takeout. Um, we do boat delivery. So, like, we'll run your food a block to your boat at the lake because we're I late. I saw that on your website, yeah. That's so that's great. That was very successful this summer. Um, Dude, you're a one trick pony with the lake deliveries, huh? The lake delivery. <laughs> nobody seems to get that it's a great thing. We can charge someone $4 to walk a block and they don't blink an eye because they don't have to get off their boat. And if they have a boat, they're probably willing to pay the four bucks. So, yeah. I mean, it's awesome. Um, and so then, uh, so that's that. We had a phenomenal summer. Um, this summer really took it to the next level. You know, the first summer we kind of closed when I went to college a little bit um, and we kind of reopened for the summer. We didn't really know what expectations were going to be and, and we blew it out of the out of the water. People loved it. People wanted us to come back. Um, we hired more employees. That partnership, uh, we have a great partnership with the Boys and Girls Club of America. Um, and a big thing this year is we gave back to the community a lot. So, so that's where Bucket Wings is in Wisconsin. Right now, oh, you asked where I am right now, we are looking to open our first franchise in North Carolina. So, um, that's kind of what I'm spending most of my day uh, before school and after school is uh, opening a little a little joint here. It's, we're not looking to do wings. We're looking to do chicken and waffles, um, a little Southern touch to bucket wings. Um, and you know, the profitability there seems pretty nice. So that's kind of the, the goal right now. And along with that is just grow the brand through, um, we're doing a lot through NIL and college athletes, sponsorships, um, kind of getting back on social media grind. But um the goal is to keep it growing and to keep it youth oriented for sure. Um, what, like somebody like you, I think somebody can look at you and be like, freaking kid, like he's not scared of anything, you know, all this, um, that type not of true. stuff. <laughs> what, what, that's, that was my question. What, what scares you? What, what worries you or, or gives you anxiety? I fear failure a lot. A lot of people, like you said, look at me and they say, this kid goes out and does this all. He must like not be scared at all. That is not the case. I get a lot of anxiety. I'm very scared when I make big decisions. I'm very lucky though that I've assembled a great group of people older that I kind of have just there to validate and you know make sure I, you know, I understand that I am making the best decision. But but I fear fear and I fear failure like a lot. I feel it a lot. Um, and you know right now what I'll say is, is kind of the biggest thing that I'm going through. I'm going through a lot right now, and this is the biggest thing is when I started bucket wings, 
I was an 18 year old kid that went out and did it himself. If I had failed miserably, I still probably would have gotten some recognition of people saying, Hey, look at this 18 year old kid who went out there and he tried it. Right. Having a business behind me, having a following, having the stigma of the wing king of this 18 year old kid who's done it all. Right. I'm so nervous to go open this next restaurant because if it fails, that embarrassment and that hit to my like, oh, I can do it. You know, that's where I'm really going to be tested. And I'm almost excited for myself to see what happens because I'm, it's been too long before since I've really been tested on how strong I can fight through it. Um, but I definitely fear that a lot. I think that's real common, Will. And, and, at least for me in every stage of my life so far, because if you continue to challenge yourself or do different things, a, it's going to be different and that's nerve wracking, you know, trying new things, but B you're constantly going to be leveling up your, um, responsibility, which is going to make everything riskier. So, you know, like me, when I was in college or whatever, and started little businesses with my roommates and stuff like that, that was fine. But the, the repercussions of that was like, Okay, I'll have a little bit less money because I wasted it on, you know, whatever it might be. But then when you get married, you know, like when I got married, there's like, then my wife will be disappointed. Now that now that I'm married and have a kids and my wife doesn't work outside the home. Now it's like, okay, well, I'm pretty responsible for the well-being. You know, so I think you you just constantly are always leveling up your responsibility and hopefully you're, um, you know, growing and doing different stuff. So that anxiety and that nervousness really, at least in my experience, never goes away. So um, it's it's amazing that you've learned to compartmentalize it and put it in perspective and to push past it because that's the hardest part. Stepping through it, stepping through it is the hardest part, but there's no feeling like it. I mean, you, you, I know you've got businesses and stuff that feeling that's like literally the feeling I chase whenever I'm in businesses. I want, I love hitting obstacles because I know that once I get through it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's what it's all about. It's literally what it is all about. Seeing you love cold summer, calling for the adrenaline rush, don't you? I, I absolutely love it. I, there's nothing <laughs> I more I love than working in the restaurants, right? I remember this summer, there was one reflection I had, I was sitting up on the balcony at sitting outside and we were totally packed. We were totally packed. And I just looked at it and it was the first time at fucking wings. I truly was like, holy shit. Sorry, sorry, holy crap. But like, holy crap. Like I built this. Like I actually did this. I was the it was the craziest thing I've ever had was overlooking it and just seen it um it what's nuts. something that what's something that maybe you started the business and you thought i'm gonna do this or i'm gonna do that that now you've changed your mind on um since you began it's a it's a good question i something i thought that i changed anything you thought that like i'm gonna do this with my employees or i'm gonna do this in marketing or i'm gonna do this or I'm going to rule the world and uh, maybe I'll just rule the United States. Or, I mean, have you changed your mind on anything since you began that, um, that you, yes, you once believed? Yes and no. I fully believed that I was going to do this a hundred percent by myself. You know, you always listen, you know, especially when you listen to a lot of like people talking about business, like, you know, the lone wolf, you got to go out and like, you got to do it. That was my mentality in the beginning. And now, you know, as I grow and get bigger, I understand that it's impossible to take it on by yourself. 
Um, you realize how so important got, employees are and stuff. And you know, I, I, I'm in North Carolina. If I want to make money for my restaurants in Wisconsin, I have to hand it off. Right? right. So I have managers and supervisors. I would have, I'm a very controlling person. It was very hard for me to really trust someone and find someone to give it to them. Um, but the same thing you talk about, like the whole, like ruin the world did that change to keep my mentality, to keep my working 13 hour days and not sleeping and working in the restaurant. I have not changed my mentality about ruining the world, about creating the biggest business and, you know, being a billionaire and all that stuff. You know, even though I kind of see those, those goals are probably unrealistic. I'm not changing that in the slightest. So there's a lot of stuff I have changed, but a lot of stuff I need to keep thinking about to keep me going. So you're, uh, I want to congratulate you and, and give you a few compliments, man. First off the creativity in, in starting the business. Um, I read, you know, a little bit online and stuff like that, but, um, hearing you talk about the things you did to get the business started and all that was, um, really, uh, exciting and refreshing. And I think, you know, like I told you before we uh, started recording, the majority of my audience is, is under the age of 35, I think is like almost all of the audience is under 35. Um, and so I think that hearing this is kind of a refreshing eye opener of, um, what you can do if you, you know, put your mind to it. And, and it's refreshing to hear people that are excited about business and, um, excited to try new and different things. Um, so I want to congratulate you on all that. If, if you had to give one piece of advice though, to somebody that maybe is just starting out or, um, somebody that say they're listening to this and they're, 30 years old and they've been in business, but maybe they've plateaued or something like that. If you had to boil everything that you know so far down to one piece of advice, what would you, what would you give to that person? My one piece of advice truly is if you want something, if you put your head down and you just do it, you can do it. That my one piece of advice is truly you know, I want to talk about when you kind of brought this up, social media and stuff, but boiling it down, it truly is my one piece of advice is put your head down and see that it can work and just grind and just like work. If you put all of your intensity, 100% of your try into something and you do it constantly and do it enough, it, you can totally do it. doesn't matter what age you are. If you're 30, you don't have a business, you want to start a business. If you have an idea that you think works and you just put every breath and every second of time you have that you have free into that you can do it i mean i'm an 18 year old who worked at subway a year and a half i'm 19 i worked at subway two years ago and i mean <laughs> here i am do you think that sorry one last, i said that was last question but one last question do you think that now seeing some of your friends and seeing your mentality and seeing where you want to go and the future you want to have i've had these ideas and these, you know, things that I, I can't stop thinking about and I can't stop thinking about building this business or that business or whatever it might be, or, or how to change this or that. And I talked to some of my friends about it and they're like, Oh, that's cool. And they're like, yeah, we're going on vacation in three weeks and you know, stuff like that. It's, it's almost like a totally different mentality. Do you think that everyone is really cut out to be a business owner now that you've kind of worked with some of your friends and, and seen other people's personalities? Absolutely not. I think that I think that anybody can own a business if they kind of change and get the right mentality. I think anybody can get the right mentality, 
but I don't think everybody has the right mentality. Currently. Born naturally with it. A hundred percent. You know, I see my friends and I tell them I'm not going out because I have a meeting or I'm going to go work or, you know, for, for example, this summer, right. I was literally working in Wisconsin, but I lived in Chicago. So like, I'm like, I need to go drive up to check in on my restaurants on a Thursday night. And they're like, Oh my God, that's so stupid. Like you don't need to do that. I don't need to do that, but I want to do that. There's, right. there's, there's a mentality there that I think, you know, you got to callous yourself and you really got to like, you got to grind, but I definitely think anybody can get there, but I don't think everybody's born with it whatsoever. I think I definitely meet people here and there that I personally would never start a business with. And I don't think are cut out for the rigor of owning a business at all. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Well, well, the time has come to end it. Any last thoughts? Uh, no, I want to say thank you so much for having me on this. Uh, for everybody listening, go out there and start a business. Like you can do it. Seven grand. Start a business. You should definitely do it. Doesn't matter how old you are. The will promise seven grand and you're in the bucket wing business. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much for being on. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Better Business Podcast with me, your host, Steve Cook. You know, starting or growing a business is hard work. So I hope that today's advice made it just a little bit easier for you. We'll be sharing more about this exact topic all this week on my social platforms. You can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, or if you would like to get a, a personalized blog post from me on this topic, you can join my email list and I will send you an email once a week. You can check the show notes to subscribe to that or find me on my website, whatever's easier for you. Now get out there and go grow a better business with this advice from today's Real Pros. Thank you for listening.